Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and welcome to another week's episode of Downtown Podcast. Thank you everyone for tuning in and supporting us each and every week. May you continue to remember, don't waste no time with negativity. Now, this show is sponsored and brought to you by Shop Downtown, which you are able to support our merch and visit the website at www.downtownworld.com. That's www.dw. Now let's get into the show. Good afternoon, good night, and welcome to another week's episode of Downtown Podcast. And Today is a very special day because number one, you guys know I'm always speaking on topics of entrepreneurship, ownership, your finances, and always trying to steer us within that lane, especially as a melanated set of people. Now, today we have, I don't even know where to start, Mr. Hunt, but what I will start with is the fact that you've helped over, I think at this point, maybe over thousands of people, not even including just the celebrities, but of people with their credit status, with getting financial freedom or starting towards that path in their life and educating them towards that. You've helped people like Cardi B, you've helped people like Akon, you've helped people like Tank, Bow Wow, like the list goes on. And those are just for people that I guess people would say they look up to, but you've also helped that every, the average everyday Joe and people just wanting to improve in their life in a financial aspect. So for that, thank you and welcome to Downtown Podcast, James. Oh, thank, you. thank you for having me. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. So Downtown, off the bat, you know, I let everyone know it does. It is an acronym, and it stands for "Don't waste no time with negativity." And that is essentially what everything we do stems from. Now, I'm sure working in a financial sector, Mr. Hunt, you definitely have encountered quite the bit of negativity. And usually, I save the question this question for the end. But today, I felt like asking from the beginning. Um, what is a recent or a negative situation you can think of? And you definitely could have handled it one way, but you chose to not waste any time with negativity and press forward in whichever way you saw fit. Well, you know, um, I would say it was, it was dealing with probably one of my employees. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes you, have, you bring certain people in and you see them not going the right way and no matter how you're trying to steer them and you realize that, this is not going the right way. And no matter how much you invest into them, uh, they're not going to go that way. And you have to kind of like know when to actually cut them and, and bring in someone else to groom them uh, or bring in someone else that you can actually work with that will be better uh, fit for the job. So that's recently happened. Wow. It's, it's ironic that that is the situation you shared today because I was actually just received a recommendation on a book about how helping others sometimes could be hurtful. And it was a different aspect. Uh, and the, the proper title of the book is slipping me now, but 
pretty much it was just that where like there's different ways to help people and sometimes it can end up hurting either the person doing the helping or the person on the receiving end and as I said before, and I'll say it again, in your line of work, that is something you definitely come across a lot. And an employee at that, when you're really hiring people to help carry out the vision and the messages that you have to like help the people and they're the ones that end up stabbing you in the back for lack of better words. Or not so focused, and not necessarily a backstab, but not so focused and not driven as I am. And, but I've, I've learned that uh, cutting someone uh, at, at a certain point may be good. And because if you actually, once they actually mature to a level, I have employees that are here with me now that were fired once and they got themselves together and understood what they were doing wrong. And then I was able to bring them back in and I had no other problem with them. And there are several employees here right now that have been, I've had that experience with. And so um, I think it's, it's a learning experience and you have to like have a standard for what you want and, mm -hmm. and then uphold that standard and make sure that everybody is abiding by that standard. Because if you let one person bring it down, it basically the whole ship can go down. Definitely. You said so much that I want to unpack. But let me start because this is my first time speaking with you and having that privilege to speak with you, Mr. Hunt. And I know you've probably been asked some of these questions before, but please bear with me. You know, what really inspired you or led you in the direction of finances? I mean, I'll be very blunt and honest. I've had the opportunity to speak with um, Angel Rich, and she has a book called the history of the black dollar and she's one of the people that have kind of helped to help me understand more what is happening because i am on the canadian side of the border but have over 80 percent of my family within the states and the atlanta lake georgia region so understanding the things that have happened over the past 200 or like 400 plus years that have led our people to kind of be behind other people when it comes to finances. So when the world would have inspired you to say, hey, this is what I want to get into, despite all of the negativity, I guess, surrounding it and connotations. Well, I think that first is identifying a problem. Mm -hmm. And I think that really what a successful business is, is basically identifying a problem and then finding a solution. And if you have a solution to a problem, then you can actually build a successful business. So I recognize the problem within our community and within our, especially within our, our, our race, because we have not been taught uh, as uh, some other races have, may have been uh, from a, a young age, how to uh, be abreast of our financing and everything else, and especially issues that uh, concern credit. And, and so you recognize that there is a problem with our, in our community. And so uh, being able to address that problem and and to educate because it is not just enough to just simply say all right so we're going to talk about your credit issues and straighten out your credit issues mm -hmm. if you don't educate them they will be right back in the same situation six yeah. months later and so you have to educate them all along the way uh even with the celebrity clients that i have uh people will be just blown away first everybody's blown away to say 
How can celebrities who have Akon is worth over a hundred million? How can you have all of these, um, uh, all of this money, and then have credit issues? And it is a, even though you can be educated in in the, your craft and in your field, music, you may not be educated when it comes to your credit and the financing and everything else. And so that's what I bring to the table with making all that kind of stuff happen. What was that situation? What was that problem that you discovered? Or were you walking through the mall one day? Like, what did you study finances within school? So I'm, I'm in sort of like a, a unique situation. So, so first, I'm a believer in God. So I'm a pastor's kid. So right. I grew up in the church. <laughs> So, um, and I believe that God can actually steer you in a direction where it's, I'll have people who are just like blown away with the success that I have and able to have built a multi-million dollar company from being homeless just seven years ago. And, um, and everyone wants to know what is the key to this, to the success. And as much as I would maybe be tempted to actually boast in it, the reality is, is that it, it's, it, it was God's doing. And, and he literally put a, a problem and showed me a problem and then gave me the solution. I studied, uh, obviously, uh, and everything that had to do with credit. And, and I learned. And he began, as I started in my business off in Starbucks in Buckhead, mm-hmm. and sitting in Starbucks with a cheap $200 laptop uh, and a flip phone. Yeah. And and um, talking loud enough on the phone so that uh, people around me could hear and be attracted to my table and come over and talk to me and um, it went from there from absolutely nothing, plenty of moments and plenty of days where nobody ever sat at my table and I wanted to just simply get up from that table and say, mm. I can't run this business, I can't do this, I can't. Uh, make this happen. I'm just going to ask Starbucks to give me a job. Mm. And, but I pursued it. And uh, as I pursued it, God just simply began to bless and begin to send the people my way. And you would say it's over 100,000 um, clients, regular clients, over 500 celebrity clients now. That's like, if you're not inspired by hearing something like that, like I don't, I don't know <laughs> what what gets you what gets you pumped up to really want to do something. And I've always said to myself because I am a PK as well, and I've always yeah I've always said to myself I said you know I'm never I'm not and I've been taught never to judge a person based on the status of like where you meet that the map in life is their character the character that speaks to me the actions because look at that. That's not even a decade ago. Seven years ago, you were homeless and blessings to you for making it. And didn't know any celebrities, didn't had no idea, had no attraction to them. I was not interested in celebrities at all. Some days you must have just pinched yourself and said, am I dreaming? Yeah, so they just beginning to start coming and the celebrity world is a small world. Yes, it is. It is. And everybody knows everybody. Every NFL player knows every rapper, every it rapper is. knows every yeah. NBA player and all the actors. Everybody knows everybody. And once you are good at what you do, 
they just simply pass you around within their circle. Wow. So what do you think are one of the things that that those initial clients, those initial high-end clients probably saw in you or besides the fact that you improved the credit score, but what is something that you feel helped them to recommend you to other people? If you could look within yourself and say, whether it was you showed up on time every, every time there was a meeting. Well, yeah, so I, I think that your work ethic is everything, even mm -hmm. to this day. So your, your work ethic is everything with how you bring them in, uh, whatever accommodation you make for them, um, uh, making sure that they are centered in what, you, what you're doing and that you're, whatever it is that they need done, uh, you're able to actually to make that happen. So I just simply don't handle credit issues, but I'm sort of like, I have a cabinet of professionals that are loan officers at every bank. I know every real estate agent in town. I know all of the top real estate agents, really, and, and every finance manager at every high-end car dealership, Rolls-Royce, Bentley, and everything else. I can get Bentley open on a Sunday when, they, when they're not even supposed to because I know the owners. And so I've had to do that for celebrity clients, and I'm currently helping Kanye to get his house in, in Atlanta. So it's that kind of connections that you have that sort of like sets you apart from everybody else and makes you sort of like in this own lane where everybody is drawn to you because of what you bring to the table. If it was just simply credit, I would just be in one lane over here. But because I have a cabinet of professionals at my disposal, I know how to reach out and make things happen. And they call you because you, you're that resource center. Yeah. Earlier, you had mentioned that there's some employees that had left you and they've come back and now knowing a bit more of your story in terms of you being homeless seven years ago and being where you are now with a multi-million dollar company it seems like a bit there is a part in you that you do believe in the underdog are you able to speak to that a bit Oh, absolutely. So uh, my publicists will tell you. So I, when, I, when I decided to actually start a company, I made sure that I did not run to um, Morehouse and, and Spelman and, 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 and do my hiring. But I actually have found, I've hired people. My office manager was a busboy at uh, um, Southern Gentleman in the shops of Buckhead here in Atlanta. He was a busboy. And he was, uh, it was a busy day on, on a Sunday back when everything was going on in, in there. And all the high-end people come in on Sunday at the church. And it's a bougie place to be at. And he had a manager that was Caucasian that was yelling at him. And those of us who were in there, we were a little bit offended by it when he did it the first time. We were more offended when he did it the second time. When he did it the third time, I got up from my table and told him to take his apron off. And I gave him my card and I told him, tomorrow you work for me. And I asked the, the manager what his salary was that was yelling at him. And I told the bus boy, I'm going to pay you his salary. Wow. And I hired him and he works for me today. And today he, and he knew nothing about the business and I taught him the business and today he's the office manager. 
That is amazing. Like a year and a half ago. And so he's been with me for a year and a half. And I'm so there's a story behind almost every employee that I pick out. And I handpick them from unusual places and and give I think that if you take people and you give them the right opportunity and position them, that greatness can come out of them. All they need is the opportunity and you place them in the right environment. And then all of this, I would have never thought that he could actually run this office the yeah. way that he actually runs the office yeah. and he and answers to everybody else answers to him here. And he was being yelled out as a bus boy and, and intimidated by this white uh, manager. And today he runs his office. And obviously every chance we get uh, on his birthday, on this year anniversary here, we go back to the same restaurant and celebrate. <laughs> and the manager is still there, so they know the whole story and all of our former employees, they know the whole story. I think it's important to have success stories and breed success. If you are a successful businessman, it, you're not really a successful businessman unless you breed success in others. And if you're not breeding success in others, if you're the only successful person in your uh, surrounding, in your circle, then you're really not successful. Yeah. The success has to be bred. It's in every employee. So he didn't have a, he didn't have, he never had his own apartment. He never, he never lived in Buckhead. I live in Buckhead. He never lived in Buckhead. All of my employees live in Buckhead. When I hired them, none of them lived in Buckhead. All of them had bad credit. All of them have good credit now. So all of them have nice cars and new cars and everything else. I make sure that they live on the level that I want them to live on so that they are a reflection of me. I'm so happy that, I know you probably have a bunch more, but I'm happy that just, as I said, I'm learning your story and knowing what you're coming from. It actually warms my heart to, to just see the excitement still even on your face explaining these stories knowing that i can only imagine what it's doing for you the healing it does for you in terms of within because then if you're able to do for others you know i remember times when i was a bit i'm not at a multi-million dollar company but times where i wasn't able to do as much as i can now and i feel so amazing and good when i'm able to whether it's give someone a ticket or free access here on behalf of the website or whatever the case may be and it's just it it's it's the people may be oh my gosh i can't believe you're doing this for me but they sometimes don't even know what it does for you yes it really just and then to watch i i i'll, I'll get on the social medias and everything else because obviously celebrities come through here all day long yeah. and and so they have their social media filled with photos with all the celebrities and so i don't know these young rappers who come to me and i they i do <laughs> handle all their issues and everything else but the younger employees they know they these guys. so I didn't know who a uh, little baby was when he walked through the door. They had to like in school me. They had to he's tell very, me. Yes, he's very at the top of his game. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> so, and he's, he sits, uh, shot um, two videos in, in my house. So, wow, that is, yeah, I, so. I am a fan of baby and i am a fan of him as a ceo i feel like a lot of people just see him as an artist but i haven't got to meet him in person as 
others have, but just of what I've observed of him through media interviews, he seems like a very smart young man. So seeing now knowing that he's connected with someone like you, it's only helping me or helping me to understand that maybe my feelings about him or thoughts about him are correct. Now, when it comes to the people around you, because sometimes when you're going up, you haven't changed, but the people around you, sometimes they don't receive it as well. I mean, you're homeless at one point and now you probably show up to family um, occasions and everybody has those things that happen, right? Whether it's friends or family. <laughs> but how do you deal with or finesse through those situations? As like one of my favorite quotes from Jay-Z the rapper, because you, you're, you're dealing with a lot of rappers, so you gotta know these things, James Hunt, okay? He says, we had a move <laughs> in a room full of vultures. So what are some of the ways that you've learned to maneuver when it comes to those things? So I think you just can't take yourself as serious as other people might take you. Um, I think that, when you start to elevate, um, I have so many friends who just stopped calling me. It wasn't me. It was they stopped calling me. They stopped associating with me. As they saw me elevating, they just cut themselves off from me. And that's kind of hurtful in a, in a sense. But I think that when you know that you're going somewhere and, and you're going to a level, you can't take everybody with you. Mm. And so you have to actually understand that, that people are with you for the time that they need to be with you and that the creator, God, uh, will put people, position people in your life for a season, even family members for a season and then you have to know how to like pull back away from them. Um, so I hit a, a extremely low point in my life, which led to me being homeless and family was not there. Oh. And, and, and avoided me and uh, said that I would never be and that I would never do and I would never have. And I was voted least likely to ever do anything. Oh. And, but God had his hand on me and they did not recognize it. And at some point I did not recognize it. And until he started doing what he was doing and until the critics in my own family became cheerleaders. And I think that you just kind of like, gotta like let God just do what he does. And you have to be mindful not to get caught up into who you think you are and who people say you are, that you lose focus because uh, I'm that same person who was walking up and down the streets of, of Buckhead uh, on Peachtree and sleeping in the Intercontinental in a restroom stall and didn't have a place to stay. Yeah. And so I'm always mindful of that yeah. uh, at all times. And so I'm cautious with how I treat people yeah. because I need to consider where I came from and, and make sure that I treat people in a way that I never, the rug is never snatched out from under me and I end up back where I was. I hope 
that you guys that are watching, you're taking notes and you're really listening to like this wisdom and knowledge that James is sharing with us today because I know I'm going to rewatch and take, soak it in even more because sometimes in the moment I may, you know, I'm so into the conversation, but you're speaking on a lot of, a lot of things I know we're kind of glazing over because of time and things like that, but you're really speaking a lot of things that a lot of people should take heed to and listen to, including myself, including myself. And those are one of the things that I've kind of on my entrepreneurship journey looked at it and said, wow, like I remember the times I would say to people, I'm going to be on television one day, I'm going to be on TV one day. And people laugh and, you know, kind of joke it off, hee hee. And then next thing you know, I get contacted by TMZ. And that was a moment that was definitely not a not a turning point, but it solidified a lot of what I was feeling when others were or I was allowing others to make me feel like I was crazy. So I really do appreciate appreciate when people like yourself that have really gone through like things in life that you're able to let others know that, hey, there's more to come, but <laughs> it's a part of the journey. It's a, it's a part of the journey. And um, I think that you have to also keep in mind from a religious point of view that to whom much is given, much is, is required. And so I have my charities. I, I do this um, Christmas party every year with TI where we give to men coming out of prison and uh, we give them suits and uh, dress clothes and he supplies, he gives uh, the kids yeah. toys and all that kind of stuff. I always do the dinner, but I give a, a lot of clothes and suits and, uh, and donate all of that kind of stuff. And it is, it is a passion of mine. So I, for this particular um, halfway house um, that ha houses both men and women, I do every holiday meal that there is. So 4th of July, Labor Day, Thanksgiving, Christmas, every, every holiday that there is, I'll have caterers to come in and turn their cafeteria into like um, the Ritz-Carlton. Yeah. And bring in chefs and 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 uniform uh, servers and everything else, and give them this, and bring in live jazz band, and give them this five star type treatment with the best of the foods and everything else, because I'm considerate of what would I want if I was there, and so I try to make sure that even now when I'm I'm like Labor Day, I I didn't go but I sent some of my employees there to make sure, and I have an employee who was there at that halfway house. So, I, and I took him in, and his story is on my Instagram, so on how we actually took him from there. He had been incarcerated for seven years, Ooh. and sort of like thrown out, he lost his little job um, that he had with, um, um, I forgot where he was working at, some little warehouse thing, and right when the beginning of coronavirus and I hired him and then I moved him to Buckhead and got him a place in Buckhead and I furnished his house. He's, he's since got a new car. And so it's just kind of like taking their lives and just like restructuring their lives, giving somebody opportunity. And then I sent him back up on Labor Day 
with all of the food from a restaurant that we ordered from barbecue for everybody and teaching him that it is also your responsibility even though he didn't pay it back he didn't pay for it it's your responsibility to give back the guys need to see you and they need to see you as a part of those who give back so that you understand the responsibility definitely giving back you know when it comes we're speaking about COVID now. And what do you, like, for me, things started hitting around February, but like, where kind of were you when you were learning of COVID? How have you been adjusting like those hard months when everything was really, really shut down for a little bit? Um, Just how are you dealing with the whole idea of coronavirus, a pandemic? It's new to all of us. But. So outside of here, I hear all the, um, and I watch the news and everything else but outside of here. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm cautious of it, of it and, and everything else. But inside of here, I think that this is kind of like an environment that I control. So while I don't have um, clients coming and going in the office like we used to, but the coronavirus, I made sure that it was not like going to affect this company um, the way I heard other companies being affected. And while others were laying off, I was hiring. And so I've hired four new people since uh, Corona has happened. And, and I'm, and, and I got another position open right now. So I, I think that, so I approach business from a faith point of view. And from a faith point of view, I see that no matter what is happening outside of here, I'm blessed in here. And so, and the people, I pray over my employees the way I pray over myself and their families and the responsibility that I have over them, I pray over them and that he would bless not just me, but he's using me as a vehicle to bless them and their families. And so I'm always interested in who else do you want me to bless? What other life can, and that you can trust me to do it. And that you can trust me to actually bless them. And I'm going to be to them what you are to me. And I think that that is the key to success for a businessman. So you have to see first, the CEO of this company is God. Yes. And so I acknowledge him in the way that I run my company. And so he's the CEO. He's the one that makes the phone calls. When I get a phone call and it says, who, Kanye's on the line? I didn't have nothing to do with that. Yeah. So it's him, it's the CEO who made that happen. And so I I would be foolish to think that, yeah, my connections and I got this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this. That doesn't make it happen. It's him. And so when you acknowledge him, then, and and you give him the credit of what he is doing, then it opens a door for him to be able to do what he wants to do and, and how you're doing it. So he knows I'm going to bless people and he knows I'm going to give and he, he knows, knows your heart. Yeah. He knows your heart. He knows your heart. Um, yes. I seen a quote today and it said, prayer is a part of my business plan. 
And I said, yep, that's a key. Absolutely. That is a key factor. It is is my boardroom meeting. (laughs) That's what it is. It's my boardroom meeting because I don't talk to the CEO. What am I doing? I'm just running the company. And, And first of all, so while everybody else talks about what they, um, I'll get like all of these, um, I get invited to these panels like before coronavirus and they, they <laughs> on, the, on the panel and everybody is all title heavy. And I, yeah, I went to this school and I'm, I was a part of this fraternity and I did this and I get this. And they'll ask me, oh, so, so where did you go to school? And the crazy part is I'm a high school dropout. And everything, how are you advising all of these clients and how are you handling all of the financing and, and all of this for all of these people? It is, it wasn't that I was qualified, but he called me and he qualified me by with the calling. And so he gives me the wisdom to actually to to actually do what I'm doing. It doesn't mean that I just go in dumb and and not study, but he gives me the wisdom to be able to prepare and then how to maneuver. So it wasn't that Joseph knew how to actually run the palace. He had his his gift that was given to him and when he was called in the right position and put in the right position, he was able to run the palace. Yes. I'm running the past. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And you're helping other people being able to run their own palaces as well. So it's really. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So recently within the media, there is a R&B group, I guess you could say, and one of their members, I believe his name is Baby Blue. He recently, um, it's been very publicized because I don't like to speak on rumors but it's he's acknowledged it. it's been very public he's currently facing um some charges and connections with a 24 million dollar scam i could say i guess you could say for lack of better words um in connection to the i guess um checks that people were getting from the government in relation to covid yes I've been on my social media through all this happening. I've seen some people wearing chains I've never seen them wearing before. This person's telling me, give me 500, I'll give you 5,000. How do you deal with that world and that side of things? Or how do you kind of block it out of your palace so that it doesn't... Okay, so full disclosure. Yeah. Baby Blue is a client of mine. Oh, so okay. and a friend. So he's a client and a friend. And so I'm concerned and I'm concerned for his well-being. Definitely. And I'm I pray for him. And um but uh, aside from him, I would say let's just push him out of the picture. Anything that you have to worry about, anything that is fast success fast this, give me this, give me this, and let me just get this really fast and get all of this money and and not know that there's going to be consequences and there's going to be consequences. And so I have talked to him since then and since he went to court the other day and talked to him uh, in this morning. Yeah. Um, and, and so- Welcome to Beautiful Baby Boy. 
yes, yes. I was telling him, I was, I was speaking over his baby boy, and I was telling him that he will be great and he shall change the world. And uh, I was sort of like prophesying over this baby boy over for, for him. And so I'm happy for him that even in the midst of craziness in the same week, life is coming and that's what i'm trying to explain to him is that as it seems that your life is trying to be taken away from you and yet god is showing you that new life is coming in and you have a reason to actually live and to do the right thing and to be a role model for this new little boy who's going to need his daddy and he doesn't need the celebrity baby blue he needs the dad is yeah. That. Yeah. And, and so we talked about that this morning you so. to, from what it sounds like to me you said the the perfect things that if i were in this position i would need someone like you with that head on shoulders telling me the things that you just said so very happy to hear that you were able to share what you shared with me with him and and i think that god gives you and puts you in a place where that when things are happening, you can actually speak into the lives of people mm -hmm. and that you realize it wasn't really that he needed me to help him clean up his credit years ago, but you have kept me in his life for such a time as this so that when he's going through this, someone would be, because he get he gets beat up in social media on his social media regarding that and it's they said so many hateful things well he's so i guess he's the most popular person in regards and we've seen that time and time again a whole a whole big situation with how many as i said like there's a whole group of people but for whatever reason they make always the celebrity or the most known person the face of this and social media doesn't really do their digging they just kind of go the fun and what's hot Right, and then you'll think about how it affects the person that they're commenting on. And that's why I, I kind of said, like, I'm very happy that, you know, I had no idea that that was the situation where he was someone that was a part of your roster. But look, look at God, like, it's, it's just, it's comforting. Because I've definitely had those moments in my life where there was people I didn't expect, like, recently, well, not recently, but I connected with um, someone that was a bully to me in elementary school. Mm -hmm. Plenty of days I'd go home crying, mm -hmm. beaten up from this person. And now they were, they are one of the people in my life that I call one of my closest friends and confidants. She's been through incarceration, um, pedophilia, um, unwanted pregnancies, you name it. And, you know, we've i've come to a place in life she's come to a place in life where we really sit down and able that's why i really related when you said you you kind of let people come back because i definitely yes have those people within my life as well but she corrects me all the time and helps me to heal and helps saganian is that person as you are now for blue or one of those people in his life so definitely like it's very important to not have a bunch of yes men or people around you in your circle, but have people that conscious mind, level-headed, and sometimes I love people that have just been through life. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because. Yes. No, sir. You go. You go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Yeah, because I think that's what they respect. And, and so I don't necessarily want someone in my life um, speaking to me if you have not been through something. And especially when I'm going through, I need to be here that there is greater days coming uh, from somebody who has been where I have been or who's been where I am right now. You need to speak to me because what you have to say to me is the most important thing because you have moved on and you have learned from where you were. And if you could make it, then that is a, a, a sign to me that I can make it and that the same God that did it for you is able to do it for me. Yes. So well, another staple question that we do have here at Downtown Podcast is the four elements. You have earth, wind, fire, and water. Which element do you resonate with the most, James? Or which element do you feel represents you the most and why? Hmm. Wow. I think all of them. Um, I would say wind. Um, because I recognize that there are, there have been people uh, in my life who have been the wind beneath my wings, and that I would, uh, I would not have been able to fly and to do and to soar to the levels that I have been at had there not been people who were the wind beneath my wings. And I think that when you learn to fly and you learn to soar, then you also have a responsibility and being the wind beneath others' wings. And so um, I would say definitely the wind. And the wind is there to actually push others into greatness. And that sometimes people are, people recognize that there could be greatness in them, but they are afraid. And I think that pushing them, that win is just what they need to just shove them into it. Because you could be standing there on the cliff trying to talk yourself out of success. And it is that win that actually pushes you into your greatness. And I, that's definitely what I want to be with the people in my circle and the people that God would bring into my circle. I want to be that win for them. Mm. I'm, I'm just so like, I love just, I feel like I could just sit down and listen to you speak like forever. Like it's one of those things where times can slip, time can slip you because you just have so much knowledge and, and greatness to share. I feel like most times when you're even saying things at this point, you don't even notice <laughs> how great or grand it is because, you know, you're just in your being, you're in your, you're, within, you're just within your existence. And that is that is the second time I've ever had that answer in the years that I do ask that question. But it was the first time that I've gotten that ex explanation, and I'm never is is making me look at wind completely, completely different. Because, like you said, sometimes I do have a couple of those friends where they're a little bit on the timid or shy part, and sometimes they just need a little nudge or a little push of wind or a gush of wind just to let them know, hey, like you have full support behind you, go ahead and go for it. So I, I wanted to say fire because it was like the, the fire was represents uh, being thrown into the fire represents actually being 
uh, all of those things that was on me, that was holding me back, mm -hmm. like the Hebrew boys who were thrown into the fire, and that the only thing that the fire burnt off of them was what was made, what was uh, had them incarcerated, which was the handcuffs mm -hmm. and the ropes that were tied to them. And so the, uh, the benefit of the fire and then being able to walk out of the fire is the testament and not to even have smoke, the smell of smoke on you. They smell them after they came out of the fire. And really, the, if, if there is a success story to be told, it would be that if I, if I was going to write a book, another book, and I'll probably write another book, it would be uh there there is there is no smell of smoke that is left that even though i have been through the fire that i came out of the fire without the smell of smoke and i think that that is absolutely essential and that was the real testament uh of their story was that they were able to come out and life is not just simply about what happens to you in the fire but how you actually emerge out of the fire, which is what Baby Blue needs to be able to understand that you're in the fire now and you don't know how long you're going to be in the fire, but what you need to understand is that there is an exit. And, and the point is, is that how are you going to exit out of the fire? You know, I don't know him clearly, but I do watch a lot of love and hip hop. I'll just be honest with you. And I have a, I'm, I'm not always, I guess, thinking what others thinking or they think as a woman, they would think this. I'm not, when you look at me, you shouldn't think I'm going to say what you think I want to say or think because my thinking is very different and out there. I'm a weirdo. But I remember watching the Love and Hip Hop Miami um, franchise. Not that you're into that stuff. I'll get to but I got a whole bunch of clients. Almost everybody on that show are my clients. So I do know everybody. Well, what I what I did want to say was I remember he was kind of in a little um skerfuffle with Pleasure P and um a young lady, her name was slipping right now, but I love Shay Johnson. And they were kinda there was a little bit of a situation, but I remember when the situation was going down and at first blue was all. Rowdy, rowdy, rowdy. But then I think a couple episodes down the road, or don't quote me, but he was spoken to by someone similar to how you said you've kind of spoken to him. And ever since that moment, through following him on social media, I seen or what I through what I observed, because obviously you never know, but it seems like he took heed to what that person has told him. So I don't have any doubt that he won't take heed to the good advice he's getting. I just something kind of just through watching that and they seen how at first he was, but then he probably took a little bit of time to really digest what was said to him before it was too late. And he apologized about the situation and he had like a kind of teddy bear aspect to him where it kind of made me look at him differently. Like there's more to, as you said, it's not just celebrity blue. There's a, there's definitely another person. So that is one of the things I kind of always notice outside of all the love and hip hop drama right but so i have no doubt that he will like he won't disappoint you <laughs> he'll try and you can't pay any attention to um 
what you see on TV. It's entertainment. It's all stage. It's all stage. None of it is is real. Uh, he and uh, Pleasure P are uh, like brothers, and so it's none of that is real. So, uh, and and I've been to both of their homes and everything else, and and I, I they're they're good. I'm so, part of the media world. While all of that was going on. It was never, it was never. That's all. Stage. Yeah. It's just entertainment for me. Something sometimes we need to take a little break from. <laughs> a little break from all of yeah. the work, right? So those are one of my guilty, my guilty pleasures. Just out of curiosity, James, what are one of your guilty pleasures in life? Whether it was food or an activity or a certain craving you may have that no one really, <laughs> that you don't mind sharing? I'm a, I'm a car fanatic. Yeah. Okay. And I love food too. So uh, I have a chef. Uh, so I'm lucky enough to have my business in, in on the first level of my home. And so um, it, this is a four level home in a gated community in, in, in Buckhead. And this whole first level is the office. Uh, so there's three, four offices on, on, on this level and um the business and i live upstairs and so i entertain a lot of the celebrity clients upstairs but i have chefs in here every every day and i have multiple different chefs and so these guys are so lucky because they get to order whatever they want they get to eat whatever they want and so uh we tell the chef what what they want for breakfast what they want for lunch and whatever they want no matter how expensive they get to eat it every day for free for That's free. Meals are included in the job. And they have a personal trainer that comes in Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That's and really good. Him, uh, on the third floor, and they, they get free training. Do you um, join the training, training, James? No. Though <laughs> <laughs> so I, I needed the most. <laughs> they're all in shape. I don't know why they go, but they're <laughs> okay. off as my trainer. I pass them on to the office. <laughs> if it's even once a week, you should give it a try. <laughs> I know. I could be up there right now, but I'm not. Um, but I do love the cars. So yeah. I got a ton of expensive cars. And then I I'm Well, what is your type? What if your what is your type of cars? I'm not fully savvy, but I know that it's not just, if you're a car fanatic, it's not just cars. There's a certain lane, like everyone kind of has their type or the style. So are you like an old school? Are no, you- No, no, no. I, I like expensive cars. And okay. so, um, so right now I have the, the three most expensive BMWs. So I have the M850 uh, and I was the first one to get it uh, when it came out, the very first one to get okay. it uh, and because i got connections with bmw and i have the um m760 which is the big boy um v12 um and and i have the x7 and i got that as soon as it came out so all of the cars i got went as soon as they came out so i got all three of those but i have a unlimited so i have a branding contract with rolls royce and so, because I send all of my celebrity clients to Rolls Royce, mm -hmm. so I can get a Rolls Royce whenever I want it, with or without a driver. Yeah. So at my beck and call. 
So I usually have a Rolls Royce almost every day, every other day. Do and you drive? Yeah. Hmm? Do you drive? Yes, yes, of course. Do you get, to, do you get like, to enjoy I, these cars? I know sometimes you're not supposed to drive them because the mileage and... Yeah, I drive them. I drive them. So Life is I drive them. I love that. <laughs> I don't put a lot of miles on it, so... I live in Buckhead and I don't go anywhere. So I run this business from here. Um, I don't remember driving anything. I haven't drove anything today. And I, I got all of the cars. I have Range Rover too. I have all of the cars and more cars than I can actually fit in the garage and in the driveway. And, and I never drive them. You must enjoy, enjoy your gifts, okay? You must, you must, I'm looking at you, I don't, Obviously, know you very well, but I'm taking the time to let you know, James, you seem like a man that worked very hard, and you must take the time to enjoy the fruits of your labor every now and then. Yeah, so Ice Cube was telling me, like, you need to go on a vacation. You need to come to uh, come out here to L.A. You need to take uh, a oh. week, two weeks <laughs> off and come out here and hang out with me and, and just do nothing. Oh, and... it's past, and it has me reflecting a lot, and... I'm like, these things are very important. Now, so I haven't been on vacation since, since I started this company. Uh, and, but that doesn't mean I haven't been out of town. So I mm -hmm. go out of town for everything. So every major event I'm out of town for. Um, so when before this whole coronavirus, so I'm, I'm at the Grammys, I'm at the Oscars, I'm at the BET Awards. Uh, I'm at Tyler Perry's uh, event. I guess when you're having fun at work, it doesn't feel like work because you're doing something that you actually enjoy. But I am, but I am working though. So, yeah. because I'm not there to actually enjoy what they're enjoying. Yeah. I'm there to network. And networking is everything. It's making the connections. It's about, if I go to a concert, I'm not going to the concert. So Future and, and Young Thug and all of those are my, are my clients. Uh, and you see me backstage with them you rarely ever see me out listening to the concert i don't even like their music but i i'm there because i need to network and uh future said hey you uh calls me on hey don't you like the music i was like it was loud it gave me a headache it was just too loud and, and who can understand anything you said <laughs> it was a it was a mess at least you're honest. <laughs> yeah, and that's what he likes. It's like you're that's not what a fan. I can't you're not a fan. <laughs> so uh but I'm there to um with the, the to network with the people backstage and it's all the right people are backstage and those are the people I need to talk to. And so every event is an opportunity to actually be backstage and to network and to and to gather new clients. So I'll so. be <laughs> The celebrity credit guru, like, I don't feel it's even fair for people to limit you to that title. That's why I didn't even really say that at the top, you know, because I just, and I feel right. You're so much more than that. It's so much more than you just helping people adjust their credit. And I hope you do not stop what you are doing. Thank you. Right until the wheels fall off, James. <laughs> Yes, I intend to. I intend to. Absolutely. If I may ask you, just in closing, if there was something that you would want to share in terms of, because a lot of the times it's not, it's not the motivation that 
makes you successful. It's the, it, it, it can wake you up, but the discipline is what keeps you going. And your work ethic is, and being consistent is something that I, is a reoccurring topic that I hear you mentioning in our discussion today. And if there was something that you could just say in advice towards that or share towards that to others that may be hoping to have a multi-million dollar company one day. So, so everyone always asks me, um, what did, what did you do and how did you become so successful in, in such a short period of time? And it seems like a lifetime for me. So late see seven years, it's just like, oh, it's just such a short period of time. It's like, you should have went through it. it. It was not a short period of time. It feels, seven years feel like 70 years. Um, but the key I've, I've always said, and I have a new book with that same title um, called Living Without Distractions. And Living Without I, Distractions? Without Distractions. Yeah, and so, <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure you get a copy. And Living Without Distractions is, it has been the key to my success because I have nothing pulling me in any other direction. So I'm laser focused on what it is that I'm building and what it is that I'm, I'm making happen. And that is the only thing that drives me. Nobody can pull me in any different direction. Uh, Allen Iverson was uh, in town two, two days ago and he had an event over at Tyler Perry's house. It's like, come on, come on, come on over. And then we're gonna go out afterwards, after this, we're gonna go out to the club. It's like, not. I, I, I know what I gotta do. And, and I got um, Big Mac from um, NFL coming, from the uh, Baltimore Ravens coming. Tomorrow I need to be on point and everything else. I can't do it. I can't go. I'm not going to be there. Uh, I need to handle this, um, what I need to handle. And so you just simply have to like live on purpose and know what it is that you're doing and what you're called to do. And I'm trying to make sure that for the 24 hours I am given that I am, I maximize it to its fullest and that I get everything out by the time I lay down tonight I want to be able to say that I left no stone unturned. Mm. So it's living without distractions. It is, it is the key to success. I just want to give it some <laughs> to breathe out. <laughs> it is a key. It is the key. It is the key. James, thank you so, so much for your time today. Thank you so much for the knowledge and the wisdom and the laughter that you shared with me today. And Downtown Podcast, don't waste no time with negativity. You heard it here today with James, the conversations you never get to hear. And I hope that you receive all of that that you got today. We just had to let it breathe a little bit, James, because you just you just dropped the mic on him. So <laughs> Wow. Yes. So I'm 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 just grateful that you invited me and I'm just happy to talk and just call me back whenever you want and I will come and um talk about whatever you want to talk about. Thank you. Thank you, James. About to go downtown. Downtown hey. Downtown. You're about to go downtown.